Oh my God. We're here with Tangential Friendship, Sarah Fader and Joy Pearson. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm pretty good. I went and saw, we both saw the Taylor Swift concert movie yesterday on different coasts, but we both saw it. So I feel like we got to address that right off the top. That's what I was just going to say. I, so Samara was like, Taylor Swift is coming out with a movie. And I was like, what? And then I was like, wait, 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 back it up. And then it was explained to me that it was the Eras tour and that it was a collection of all of her albums and she's performing selections mm -hmm. from all of them. And I loved it so much. And I love that in the movie, she's like, so someone asked me, so you're going to a three hour <laughs> concert with all of your different albums? And I was like, absolutely, yes. <laughs> I love her so much. I loved it. I mean, for those of you that haven't seen it, it is absolutely fucking phenomenal. She goes through every single one of her albums and she showcases some of the the bangers on every album i actually sidebar there was this guy on TikTok who was like yeah i i didn't really know about taylor swift my wife was like you know we got to go see this movie and he was like when we got when they got to midnights and she was seeing all the midnights out um songs she, he's like it was like banger after banger after banger <laughs> and then he, he actually said and i agree with this he's like i had heard reputation for the first time during this movie and you know are you ready for it and he was like why he's like where have i been how did i not know this existed i mean that's the thing so Anyway, the, the point is, it goes through all, she goes through all of her albums and each album has a theme and like an ambiance and colors that go with it. So for example, with folklore, it was very, you know, woodsy and you have all these like evergreen trees and stuff. And I oh, know that was the Evermore set, Evermore. But folk folklore was more like mythical, I guess. I don't know. Well, they, um, Evermore, so as the resident Swifty here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I am I have been a Swifty since forever. well no not forever I I remember when she first started putting out music I wasn't big into country you and I have both talked about how we've growing up we were both kind of more like metal rock yep. sort yep. of mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so I kind of shied away from her music in high school I thought it like she had good bops and like I could recognize that she was a good writer but the country thing was just not my thing and then um fearless came out and I remember hearing the song you belong with me and of course I was in high school and I had a major crush on someone and so that song was just like oh this is hitting me in the feels like I definitely like you belong with me like yes that's exactly how I feel um but still I didn't consider myself a Swifty um, I remember when the Kanye West thing happened, that was um, the MTV Movie Awards. And I remember being absolutely shocked. Um, and I happened to go see Pink in concert that same weekend. And if you didn't know, Pink was actually nominated in that same category as Taylor. Yeah. So when I went to go see Pink in concert, this was days after the Kanye West incident had happened. She was talking about it on stage. She's like, y'all, if I had won that award and he'd come up there, he'd see my brass knuckles so fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and also, side note, Pink puts on a fucking incredible show. Like, wow. 
Yeah. Um, shout out to Pink right now. I was supposed to go see her in concert this week, but unfortunately she had to postpone due to um, medical issues. So I hope she's resting up and I hope she's feeling better because I'd love to go see her in concert again. But anyways, I um, before I get too far off on that tangent. Um, so yeah, I didn't become a Taylor Swift fan until college when Speak Now came out. And I think it was the song Enchanted, which is the only Speak Now song she sings in the concert film. And I just remember hearing that song and you get to the chanting part where she goes, please don't be in love with someone else. Please don't have somebody waiting on you. And I remember hearing that and I've always been a romantic. I've always considered myself a bit like love obsessed, a bit love lorn. I've always wanted love. I've always wanted connection. Even my therapist this week was talking about how like you really want someone with you. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I want to be loved. And so I remember in college listening to that song and hearing that chant and being like, oh, I feel this. And then I almost in college, like I was going to say pause just when she enchanted during the airs tour in the movie, I it really like touched me. It's like, such a beautiful, like, magical song about seeing someone. Because, like, I've had multiple moments where, like, you see someone and you're like, oh, my God, are they, can, can they possibly be the one? Oh, please let them be the one. Please don't let them have a girlfriend. Please, please, please let them, you know, be available. Please let them be interested in me, you know? Like, we've had those feelings before. And Taylor, her music is so wonderful and so timeless because she captures those feelings and communicates them in a way that maybe we didn't even know how to communicate before. And so yeah. now, like, when, when I met my my current boyfriend, like, when we first started dating, I started sending him Taylor Swift songs, being like, I don't quite know how to communicate how I feel about you in this moment, but here's a song talking about how I have a crush on you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it makes sense, though. Like, there's a Taylor song for pretty much every mood, right, if you think about it. Um, it is. There really is like angry, like Reputation is like the angry album, I feel like, or the fuck you album, you know. Uh, Well, Reputation, there's so much. I mean, we can spend this entire episode talking about the history of Taylor Swift because like there's so much backstory behind almost every album and every song that like you have to deep dive. And it's I love that their university courses being taught about her now because she's so clever because Reputation came out after she took a several year hiatus from music. Um, This was after. So fast forward a few years, uh, 1989 has come out, which is a huge hit. It's the first time Taylor has really crossed over from country to full on pop, which was a big move for her. Yes. Her management did not want her to do that. You know, when I found out, and I'm sure you know this because you're a Swifty, but I found out that style was about Harry Styles. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the songs on 1989 are about him. And so 1989 came out, she's winning all these awards, things are going great. Her and Kanye have kind of buried the hatchet, so to speak, Uh, you know, they've decided to move on and move forward. And she's being friendly with him. And he's just married Kim Kardashian at this point. And so Kanye puts out new music and there's a song I think it's called Famous and in the song he I can't I'm not gonna get it directly but basically he says in the song he's like I still think me and Taylor Swift might have sex why I made that bitch famous oh my god lyric that is actually he actually said that yeah he did he actually said that and Taylor was not happy with that she was not 
well to kind of fight fight back quote unquote Mm -hmm. kim kardashian released a phone call that she recorded in the studio between kanye and taylor where kanye was supposedly asking permission for from taylor to use her name in his song now uh taylor was able to come out with a statement saying like where's the point in the phone call where i give him permission to call me that bitch because like she gave him permission to use her name but i don't think he asked he didn't tell her the context he wasn't gonna call her a bitch and like i know that i've had this moment where like jokingly a guy friend or even someone i've dated has jokingly called me bitch and I, it flips a switch in me immediately. I go cold. I look at them. And I go, you don't call me that. You don't get to call me that. So yeah, I don't like it. I don't I don't I really don't. I don't care for it. It's insidious. And so that's kind of where the new feud started. And what happened was that Kim released this tape and everybody was calling Taylor Swift a snake. And and they were, you know, bullying on her. Like, if you watch her Miss Americana documentary, they kind of dive into it. But basically, like, at one point, you know, I hate Taylor Swift was like a trending topic on Twitter. Why, People were chanting. Okay, so why? Why is that? So, first of all, what year did this happen? Uh, oh, this would have been like 20, I want to say 2015. 15, 2014. I'd have to look at like 2015 ish. So then. Okay, so why are they calling her a snake? Because um, the video that Kim released... So originally what happened was the song came out. Taylor Swift, she wasn't happy about it. And then Kim released this footage showing that Taylor had given permission to use her name. And so people were assuming that Taylor was crying foul when she had given permission to have her name. Which is like, okay, it's one thing to give permission. You know, give permission. Like, yeah, you can reference me in your song. But it's another thing to have them say it in a an un- rude derogatory manner. So <clears throat> a lot of people, and I think these are misogynists who, and let's be real, seeing where Kanye West kind of has gone politically and morally, like he hit not the most like on top of it guy. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to say too much because he's clearly got mental health battles, but like, I, I don't know his fans. I look askance at because like they were chanting at his concerts, like fuck Taylor Swift. They were chanting that at his concerts. So because of all this, Taylor Swift basically receded from the spotlight for two years, pretty much like no one saw her. She just like kind of hid away. She was in her relationship with Joe Allman at this time. And so this is like, that's from 20, she- like 2015 to 2017 is like the two years she, she kind of like took off. I think so. We would have to look up when Reputation came out. Reputation. Um, but yeah. That, right, right, Reputation was 2017. Yeah. So it was wild because like we didn't hear from her for ages. And I remember being like, when are we getting new Taylor Swift music? Because like up until that point, it had been a regular cycle where she'd put out an album, she'd tour for a year, she'd record another album and then tour. So it was like every two years or so, we'd get a new album from her. Yeah, and, and so when like- Reputation, and then also she only, re- I mean, not only, she releases in October, right? Like that that's when her yeah. album come out. Yeah. Yeah. And so Reputation was like, oh, that was so big when it finally got announced. And like, it was so, because she was known for being like the good girl pop star up until that point, you know, Reputation is 
dark imagery and like she reclaims the snake imagery she has like snakes all over the place because people have been calling her a snake you know and she's got like hardcore beats she starts using swear words in her albums but what's cool is that like even though the album on its face looks very hardcore um it's an album about falling in love a lot of the songs are like ready for it it's like this are you ready for it? Are you ready yeah. to be with me? Are you ready for this to start? She's got another great one called Endgame. And like, what I love about this album is that like, I would never expect Taylor Swift to be the kind of person to rap, nonetheless be good at it. But oh my God, she's spitting bars and going with Future and Ed Sheeran in this incredible well, like a, rap there is song. A, I think I've sent you this video though. There's the video of her and T-Pain. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. She's like, I make cookies with my mom. I still live with my parents. Um, so that, that video is hilarious. Like, but she she's yeah, so reputation. I was gonna say reputation. Yeah. And what I always think of with, with Are You Ready for It is like it's to me that song is like about sex. You know, like it's like very like she's like, I see where this is gonna go. Touch me and you'll never mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Like so it feels like very sexy. You know, it is very sexy. I mean, my favorite part of that song, um, she what is uh, she goes, um, he can be my jailer, Burton to this tailor, which is like such a great reference yeah. to Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor, who yeah. had a very tempestuous sexual relationship and yeah. such. So like, it's so sexy. Like the whole album is very sexy. Like there's a song called um, uh, oh, shoot. <laughs> I did something bad. It's like, I did something bad then why does it feel so good and it's and there's this part of it where she goes they're burning all the witches even if you aren't one so light them up light them up light them up go ahead and light me up i love it it's a very sexy it's album I, mean, I think reputation is one of my favorite albums i love when she's like and like you know look look what you look what you made me do look you what you do. do look what you made me do look yeah. what you just made me do look what you just made have you heard the song dress mm -mm. oh sorry you have okay dress dress is by far her sexiest song cuz you want to know what the chorus of this of it is yeah, please tell me she says i only the chorus of it is i only bought this dress so you could take it off Woo! uh oh <laughs> Yeah, I love. I yeah. this dress so you could take it off, take it off. Oh, and she's like, type my name into your bedpost because I don't want to be your best friend. Only bought this dress so you could take it off, take it off. It's so sexy. Yeah, that's that's that is. I need to listen to Reputation, is like, I feel like that you know it's like you're depending on your personality it's like you'll resonate with one of the taylor swift albums i feel like my personality is very much reputation like that's how that's the one that i identify with the i remember i remember you asking me once because you were like if i wanted to start with taylor swift like where do you think i should start and i immediately was like reputation that's yeah. you you are reputation it is, it, it is <laughs> if so, I it's, it's so me but i also really love 1989 like I love, like oh. I just, I just love it's it. It's got, I love the synth. I'm a big '80s synth pop fan, and like it's a, it's a great pop album. And it's also got a song. It's got probably one of my, if this, it's probably my top five, one of my top five favorite songs. Um, it's called Out of the Woods, 
And I love it because to me, out of the woods, yet I'll be out of the woods, yet I'll be out of the woods, yet I'll be in the clear, yet I'll be in the clear, yet I'll be in the clear. Oh my God, it's so good. And I love that song because to me, uh, that song is what a panic attack or an anxiety attack sounds like. Like the, it goes, oh, oh, oh. And I'm like, that is, that is the exact thing that I hear in my head whenever I feel like, I'm starting to get a little like, and that song, so like- that song is so good. It's so addictive. I, okay. So I've been trying to figure out how I'm going to see Taylor Swift because after I saw the eras movie, I, like, <laughs> I got to see her in concert, <laughs> but, the, but she's going to, she's abroad now. So the, the next time that I can actually see her is next year in Miami. And I'm like, well, I guess I have to make that happen. Oh man. Okay, so it's hilarious. So I've seen Taylor Swift in concert five times now. Um, I've got I've got to shout out my dad right now. Um, I don't know if he actually listens to this podcast, but if he is, he's going to get a kick out of this. My dad is what we well, what he wants us. <laughs> he calls himself, and we begrudgingly agree, the ticket master, and that's because <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, Matt, Matt, Matt Mann is the ticket master. That is hilarious. He, he is incredible at getting amazing concert tickets. So the, the amount of concerts my family has seen is spectacular. And so thanks to him, I've been able to go see Taylor five times. I, the first concert I saw was her Red Tour. Then I saw her 1989 tour twice. I saw Reputation once, and then I got to go see the Eras Tour this summer. And in fact, one of our episodes, which is, um, I think it's titled uh, Stealing Lauren Bacall's Voice, was recorded the day after I saw her concert, and I had, I had no voice that day. My God. Okay, so what was the Red Tour like? How was it seeing her? What was she, What did she do? Give us some anecdotes. Wow, gosh. I have to go back in my memory bank, but I just remember I was so excited because I... At that point, I'd only been about a Swifty for a year. And my dad, bless him, was able to get me tickets to go see Red. And I went with my best friend, Kyla. And she's an even bigger Swifty than I am. She's been a Swifty since day one. And it was really fun, just the whole experience. We had VIP tickets. So -hmm. we got to go to like this um, special area that had a buffet. They had like her costumes from music videos on display. There was like photo op opportunities. And then the concert itself, like, it's out of this world. I mean, the set pieces, the costumes, the red. I just remember red, the the color red being very overwhelming throughout that show. The best part of that show was either she sings a song called Holy Ground, which hadn't been my favorite song when I first heard it on the album. I thought it was kind of meh. But in the Red Tour, they did a drum solo that's not in the song but they do a whole drum solo in the middle of it and it was just spectacular because it was like lights and drums and i'm a big drums fan like there's something about drums that i find very hypnotic so i remember that and then i remember her singing all too well and she gave this all too well and this was still the seven minute version this was when we didn't know about the 10 minute version and so I remember, and I'm really angry because I had a video of it on my old iPhone, but sometime between switching phones and cloud uploads, I managed to lose this video. But she gave a really, really beautiful speech about heartbreak and connectiveness in that and such. And I remember just like sobbing my eyes out with Kyla as she's given this speech. And you can hear us like sob singing in the background as she starts singing all too well. And 
it's I just remembered those those were the two highlights from her red tour. Um take us and then to I saw 1989. Take us to 1989. 1989. Yes. 1989. Um I went so I got to see her twice. My dad um got tickets to both the Vancouver show and the Seattle show. So I got to see her two times. I went to the Vancouver show with my mom. BC which is so or much Washington. fun. Uh, BC in Canada. Yay. Okay. So I went with my mom, which was so much fun because like my mom wasn't necessarily a Swifty. She um she knew some of her songs, but she was kind of like, yeah, okay, I guess I'll go with you. And I have this very great, beautiful memory of her when Taylor started singing the song Style. Um, and my mom, I think that's now her favorite Taylor Swift song because like she was grooving when Style yeah. came on. That like, is that's like, like really up there. That might be you got the James Dean daydream look in your eye and i got that red lip classic thing that you like oh Oh, good yeah that that, that's definitely in my top 10 like i love style so much it's such a bop and so i remember that i remember um she'll do acoustic songs where she'll do like surprise songs for every city which is wonderful and so i remember at that show getting really pumped up because she sang sparks fly which is probably also in my top five favorite taylor swift songs um that one like the chorus of that one gets me every time the way for one thing it describes having a crush in the most amazing way and the whole chorus is just like i'm really hoping for you to come and just drop everything now meet me in the pouring rain kiss me on the sidewalk take away the pain it's just oh it's all the feelings you feel when you have when you have such a crush on someone is like i want this big like notebook romantic moment where you rush over to me and hold me and give me this epic kiss in the rain and stuff like that and it's i'm going very visual i'm going all in and i'm looking up taylor swift's astrological chart (laughs) i'm so proud of you right now um Actually, the best memory I have, because uh, that was just at the Vancouver concert, because then I got to go see her again in Seattle, which was cool because I kind of knew what to expect. But she had surprise guests come out, which she does at her shows sometime. And so this had been the year that the Seahawks, the Seattle Seahawks had won the Super Bowl and Russell Wilson was MVP. And so we're at the... She just said December 13th, right? Yes. 1989? Yes. And she was born in Pennsylvania. I think so. I'd have to look that up. I'm not that stockerish. All right. But anyways, um, at the 1989 concert. Look it up. Look it up. I can't. I'm I'm in the middle of a story, Sarah. Okay. Well, (laughs) we'll, we're going to figure it out. Okay. Continue. (laughs) Anyways, um, so this was the year that the Seahawks had won the Super Bowl and Russell Wilson was the MVP. And so during style she started singing style and then she goes ladies and gentlemen let me introduce my special friend sierra and sierra do you know who sierra is yeah automatic supersonic hip nine funky fresh okay so she came out and automatically like the whole stadium is very aware that sierra and russell wilson are married so all of us are going like holy shit if sierra is here what if russell is here Oh my God, is Russell here? Yep. And then sure enough, the next thing she knew, she brought Russell Wilson out on stage. And my God, like I have never heard a scream 
quite like that one before. It was wild. And it was hilarious because Russell Wilson looked so out of place. Like he's yeah. raised up from the stage and he's kind of standing there and he's kind of got this like awkward smile on his face. He's like, hey guys, what's <laughs> up? <laughs> and so that was the main thing I remember from the Seattle 1989 tour. Okay, I have some news uh, astrologically about Taylor Swift, but I just want to confirm my input selections here to make sure I have accurate information. Okay. Okay. So she, December 13th, 1989, West Reading, PA. Okay, so. Not surprising, Taylor Swift has a moon in Cancer. She's a Sagittarius with a moon in Cancer. Makes a lot not of sense. Not surprising. That means she's very emotional and feeling and thoughtful. And... <laughs> she's got venus and aquarius which is why she's so independent in relationships right she's like i love mm -hmm. you but i don't need you, <laughs> you know? oh. Scorpio, which which makes sense with her her being very you know a hard worker and passionate about what she does so these are all things that add up yeah yeah that make, makes sense so, so okay what when you saw the eras tour what sticks out for you well, uh, I saw the Reputation tour before I saw the Eras okay, tour. Reputation next, yes. Um, Reputation. I'm really, I'm embarrassed to admit this because, like, it's kind of showing my age. But Reputation. What I remember was that my dad he really outdid himself. Um, he got me a VIP package, and where we were in what was called the Snake Pit, which um, the Reputation concert film is on Netflix, so I I can point it out on there exactly where roughly I was. Oh, it is? So I can watch it? Yeah, it's on Netflix. You can look up Reputation. You can watch the whole Reputation concert, which I for you, I recommend because you will love it. Yeah, there's... I, Anyways. I, this, is, this is extremely exciting. Anyways, so that was really cool. The only problem is, is that like I was... I was born with tubular defects, which means that I was kind of pigeon-toed when I was born. So my feet were, when I was a baby, my feet were in paths to get them kind of straightened out. Um, I did not great. know My it. feet are straightened out. However, I, I had no I, idea that the, I had no idea. Yeah, it's not like crazy information. But anyways, result of that, I've had chronic pain what? you just froze are you still there i'm still here but it, i'm here i'm here Sarah, are you still there i am it's Sarah. like it's like glitching a little Sarah. we're gonna make it work oh no no are you there i'm here can you hear me you're glitching you're glitching I'm I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. All, All right. right. Okay, we're good. Sorry, we're guys. Good. We had a moment of glitching. I think I shocked Sarah so much with that news that like our connection went crazy. I know it was like, <laughs> no, I don't talk about that. I don't yeah. talk about it too much because like it's not a really big deal. And also like I I'm kind of self-conscious about it because like I've had chronic pain in it's mostly my hips and my lower back. Um, it's now starting to get to my knees as I'm getting older, but like, um, I had mild scoliosis growing up too and whatnot. I was able to go do physical therapy, so I never had a back brace or anything. But um, the reason why I'm explaining all this is that 
So for reputation, we were in a pit. There weren't seats for us. We couldn't sit down unless we wanted to like squat on the floor. Oh, wow. So my my main memory of that concert was just like being stiff and sore and doing the best I can to like keep on dancing and singing along. Because I was so excited for stuff that was going on. But I also was like so fucking sore at the same time. Like everything hurt. Everything hurt. Um, and so, yeah, that made me start to feel my age. So I was grateful when my dad got me the Eras tour tickets and they were actual seats. However, the seats were so close together. Like, there maybe a foot and a half for me to see my butt. And I had to like, you know, when you there's the seats are so close that you basically have to like have prayer hands in front of you so that you don't knock your shoulders and elbow next to you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yep. Sarah, my love. Oh, why are we laughing? Oh, I'm so sad. Oh, no, I can you're hear frozen. you. Frozen. I'm not frozen anymore. Oh, we're, we're still here. We're still we're still we're still doing it. Listener, all right. I don't know how it's hilarious because I'm going to listen back to this later and find out how much we got and how much we didn't. We but anyways, we got a lot. Um, yeah, we had seats for the Eras tour. You know, um, so you know how the Eras tour stage had that giant long catwalk and it had like the square diamond in the middle of it. Yes. Oh, she's catch. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. If you're catching this, um, what I'm trying to say is that like my seats were a few um, <clears throat> spaces away from the tip of one of the diamonds. That's where I was for the Eras tour. So I was on the floor. Boom, boom, boom. Are you ready for it? No, he was a killer. First time that I saw him. Wonder how many girls he had left and left haunted. Yeah, sorry guys, we got a little glitchy with our internet connection. I want to go go back to some questions about reputation. So, okay, she did not give Kanye permission to like say crazy shit about her on his album, and and he did. So then call her a bitch. Yeah, call her a bitch. So then, what did she do then in response? Um. So I should also add that not only did he call her that bitch in the song, but Kanye's music video for that song included several wax figures of naked celebrities in bed with him. And one of those wax figures was Taylor Swift. Like it was a full wax figure of her naked, like boobs and all. And so like really disgusting imagery for starters. Like I'd be so, so like violated if that had happened. That's disgusting. But anyway. Taylor Swift, I mean, she, her, her vengeance was taking back her image and taking back her reputation overall. I mean, the album was wildly successful. She, I mean, the thing about Taylor that is always great is that like she writes a lot of diaristic music, but she never reveals who exactly the songs are about. It's left to us to guess and piece things together. But she never did anything so, directly in retaliation. Like, so he did he did this crazy stuff and then she just ignored it, really? 
Uh, well, she put out she put out a statement just being like, you know, like where in, in response to the video that Kim had leaked, she was like, where is it in the video where I gave him permission to call me a bitch? Mm-hmm. And most famously, she signed off that um, statement by saying, I would very much like to be excluded from this narrative, please. And so basically, I think she did like she took the high road and just basically removed herself from the situation. She's like, I'm not I'm not going to give this person clearly doesn't respect me. He clearly doesn't respect women. He's probably not going to change. And though he pro- he doesn't look like he really has. So what do you do when you're faced with that level of narcissism? You take away the attention. So I think that that's kind of what she did. She just, you know, she put out this album. She continues to put out incredible music and she's taking care of herself and she is on top of the world. I think that is her vengeance. Oh, I just found this article on Billboard. It says, in a video mm-hmm. circulating social media, the anti-hero superstar is seen smiling at the crowd from her piano after she had to stop talking when the cheers from the crowd drowned her out. It's the best way to be interrupted, by the way. Just chanting <laughs> her name, she said. I love it. I love it so much. What was even great was like after the MTV incident, even President Barack Obama called Kanye a jackass. He was like, this idiot. Like, really? You know, and what's great is that like it sparked a a really wonderful sort of friendship and respect between Taylor and Beyonce, who was... Oh, really? Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Because that's that's who... There, there was a, I saw on TikTok, um, on Taylor Swift's TikTok, there was a video that she posted with her and Beyonce. Yeah. So the whole reason why Kanye interrupted her at the VMAs was that he was upset that Taylor had won the award over Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah. And, and Beyonce, amazing, classy goddess that she is, later in the evening when she won another award, she brought Taylor up and was like, let's let you finish your speech. <laughs> and yeah. so it's... So the two of them have like, you know, they, they clearly respect each other and support each other. And so it's really and there's a little been some tension between their fans in the past few years um, because, you know, each fan is diehard gung ho for their queen and they want to defend their queen. And if they think somebody, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's really stupid. Both of them are queens and both of them are amazing. And I think it's dumb that the fandoms are fighting. And so I think Beyonce showing up to Taylor Swift's Eras concert movie premiere in solidarity is kind of like a signal to the fans to be like, stop fighting. We're both, you know, there's enough room at the table for both of us. We can we can both be queens. Mm-hmm. I'm reading this whole I'm like, I this is an article that I have seen before about Taylor Swift and Kanye's feud. Um. And I'm trying to figure out, there's just so much. There's so much, uh, it's, Mm -hmm. what's funny about this whole thing is that everybody tries to say that Taylor Swift is dramatic. I'm like, yeah, Kanye totally is the biggest drama queen. It's, it's sexism at its finest. You know, Taylor is being called, you know, overly dramatic and calculated and manipulative. And it's like, well, look at what Kanye has done. I mean, exactly. What um was bad blood on reputation? No, that was on 1989. 1989. I loved bad blood. I thought bad blood was on 90, 1989. Bad blood r- r- supposedly was about her feud with Katy Perry. That's the rumor of that one. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. 
Okay. Yes. Spill yeah. some more tea for us. Okay. So bad blood. So, okay. Tell me, tell me, I have questions. So many questions. Um, <laughs> so styles, style is about Harry Styles. Bad blood is supposedly about Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think. I'm trying to think of some other Taylor Swift songs that I really like. Do we know what, do we know what out of the woods is in reference to? We believe it's also in reference to her relationship with Harry Styles um, because I, I don't remember the details, but I think that they had an, because there's the part in the song which is like, remember when we hit the brakes too soon, 20 stitches in a hospital room and you started crying, baby, I did too. Yeah. But, um, that is in reference to supposedly they had like a snowmobile accident mm-hmm. when they were out and about. And so... And I think that because that relationship was not a, a long one, a lot of I, I don't remember how long it lasted, but I remember that at the time One Direction was really big and a lot of the One Direction fans were really pissed off that Taylor and Harry were dating. Yep. And so you can tell that song is a lot of anxiety because it's literally like, are we out of the woods yet? Are we safe? Can, are we good to be together? That makes sense. Um, oh, that she's re-releasing 1989 soon. That's cool. Next week. Yeah, this week it's coming out uh okay wait let me let me just look at that one second oh what's blank space who's blank space about Mm. so blank space i had to explain this one to um my boyfriend because i took him to go to the heiress tour and he doesn't listen to taylor swift he likes hip-hop like mf doom and stuff like that so i sent him the song blank space and his response when he came back was like oh my god this song is so toxic (laughs) i don't think so no, well, no, 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 no. When you when you listen to the lyrics, it, it's describing toxic behavior. So yeah. I had to explain to him that like the song, it's not about anyone. The song was written in response to the image that Taylor, um, that people were making up. There was this. Sorry, I'm trying to let me put my words together in a better way. So. At the time before 1989 came out, Taylor Swift had a reputation for being well. People looked at her and considered her a bit of a man eater. That she was going through all these guys, and mm-hmm. that you know she had a boyfriend every other month or so. Yep. And so that song was written in the perspective of if she actually were like a serial man eating dater, because Got like it. you know she sings "Boys Only Want Love" if it's torture. Yeah, you know yeah, that one. Yeah. Don't say I didn't warn you. I'm trying to remember what's my uh, uh, screaming, fighting, perfect storms. I can make all the tables turn. Rose yeah. garden filled with thorns. Keep you second guessing, like, oh my god, who is she? I get drunk on jealousy. You'll come back each time you leave, because darling, I'm a nightmare dressed like a daydream. Like it's a very toxic person. Yeah. She's and describing. It, also, it really, I love the. I prevail metal cover of it. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. So good. Tell her I'm a nightmare test of a Um, Cause yeah, it's a, when you listen to the lyrics, um, like it's a very, it's a very toxic picture she's painting, but it's such a good song. It's one of, it's one of uh, my boyfriends. He said like, this is probably one of my favorite Swifty songs. I love that she did a song with Brendan Urie from Panic at the Disco. I'm just looking at oh, the discography. Yeah. Have you have you seen the music video for it? Is it really good? Oh my god, the music video is incredible. It's like it, it's got like serious Barbie movie aesthetics, like bright colors, unicorns, kitty cats, sparkles, and the whole song. It's a really beautiful song, and it's um, I promise that you'll never find another like me. It's about loving yes. yourself. 
I it's need all th- about. Okay, yeah. I've got I've got to watch that video. Who is Enchanted about? Do we know? Okay, Enchanted. So this is how this brings me back to when I originally became a Swifty. Yeah. So, um, in high school and college, I was really into Owl City. Do you know Owl City? Uh, I'd like to yeah, make myself yeah. believe yeah. that planet Earth turns slowly. I love Owl City. I still love Owl City. Um, and so the lead singer of Owl City, Adam. He's, he's autistic, right? Did you know I that? I did know that. Yeah. 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 And so his name is Adam. And I remember it was, sorry, I'm adjusting my thing here. Um, it was Valentine's Day of that year, which would have been 20, it was 2011, 2012. It might have been 2012. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, it was Valentine's Day, and he released a cover of Enchanted. And I was really confused. I was like, wait, why is he covering a Taylor Swift song? And so yeah. I went to his website, and he had a, a whole letter talking about how I've heard rumors that this song is about me and us meeting. Because at this time, oh my God, I have to. So I have to add this in. Yeah. Taylor used to do this with her albums where, you know, you would get the physical copy and you'd be able to look at the lyrics inside. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Taylor used to do Easter eggs where in the lyrics, she would capitalize random letters. And if you take all those letters, they would spell out messages for the oh, songs. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So the secret message for Enchanted spelled out Adam. So people assume that that song is about them meeting. And it's kind of like, it kind of is a little, I, I find a little bit bittersweet because I, I don't really know what happened. But what happened was that, you know, that song came out mm-hmm. and then Adam put out a cover of it where it's basically responding or being like, Taylor, I want to be with you. I wasn't with anyone else. I'm not in love with anyone. You know, it was like, you got to look it up. Look at Owl City Enchanted. It's like, oh, it's so bubbly and cute. And it breaks my heart because I really was like, at the time, I didn't know anything about Taylor Swift. And this is when I got turned into a Swifty and I started listening to her music and being like, oh my God, because Owl City also writes a very romantic music. And I thought, if these two get together, oh my God. I know. I'm looking it up now. Okay. Enchanted Owl City. Wait. Okay, so... I think you have to do it on YouTube or something. Yeah, because it should be here. Okay, let's look it up. Hang on. You can definitely find it on YouTube. Just look up Owl City Enchanted. Yeah, this is like a must listen now. Um, cause I, I tried to look it up on Apple Music, but I feel like... No, because he didn't release it as an official song. Because I think if he had to, he would have had to pay royalties or something to Taylor. So like, this was like something he released online, like on his website. I found it, I think. Hang on. Recently... For no Stand reason, by, people. Mint Mobile's legal team, big wireless companies. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's so cute. Forcing laughter, making smiles, tame old tired, lonely place. Fifteen eyes and vacancy vanished when I saw your face. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. 
a way to like to download it though there has to be I mean, you could do what I used to do, which was I would illegally, there are websites where you can convert videos to MP3s. And so I did that with Samara a bunch of YouTube stuff all the time. Yeah, Samara does that. I think I'll just do that with this one. Cause you know. It's so good because um he he changes the lyrics throughout it because he's yep. responding to Taylor. Cause like, I think he says like um when she sent, does the chant, you know, please don't be in love with someone else. Please don't have anybody waiting on you. He basically is like, I wasn't in love with anyone else. I don't have anyone waiting on me. It's something like that. It's so like, oh, and I, I so like, I'm really happy with her and Travis Kelsey and what's going on with their relationship right now. But like, God, that would have been so cute if those, if Adam and her oh, had gotten together. It. Oh my God. Oh, it says it's restricted. That's bullshit. Um, <laughs> boo. It's like not letting me do the like illegal MP3 thing. Well, we'll have to figure this out. Um, I, I really need this song to exist on my phone because it does. It's um, so good. So we are just about out of time. I wish you could come over and sleep over or I could come over and sleep over. I know we need to have a Swifty day together, like uh, on either coast. <sighs> it's going to be magical when we do get together. Well, it, soon enough, um, I get my commission check. And I will be planning a bon voyage out to Seattle to hang out with you. Oh, I just got a notification. We got somebody following us on Instagram. That's so awesome. Yay! Um, thank you to everyone. We should take a moment for people who do listen. I don't know if there's a lot. Like I said, I don't look at the analytics because I'm too scared. But um, we appreciate every single person who takes time to download and listen to us, even if we're off the rails and we're having technological issues we love you um, so please. much and we will and we are so grateful that you're listening to our best friend conversations and following the tangents with us and we would be enchanted to meet you we would be so enchanted we would please um reach out to us we are on instagram at tangential friendship or you can find us individually at the Joy Pearson and at the Sarah Fader. Uh, we're also on Blue Sky Social. Um, Sarah, I believe, is it's that it's at, at the Sarah Fader, yeah. On Twitter X or whatever it's being called. Oh no, Zoom. Okay, everybody, we're glitching so much, but we love you guys so much, and we will see you soon. It was enchanting to meet you. It was enchanting to meet you.